Everybody's standing together for my grandbaby, for one. So I, I mean, and, and so, and I, and, and and it's just, it's just crazy how we as Christians allow people or allow the devil to step in and take control. That's what I'm talking about. You can't be sitting, you can't do things on the devil's side and try to do it on the Lord's side. It don't work like it. Because as I mean, as the Bible tells us, cursing and blessing can't come out of the same mouth. So we got to learn to, we got to uh, uh, adjust ourselves. Look at our own situation, because I look at mine, I'm, and, and I pray every day, Lord, help me to get myself where I need to be. Because if we don't tell the Lord to help us, and we out here trying to help somebody, we're going to pull whoever else down. you say you do here it's stone's weekly dose because i'm kind of an idiot i'm a dumb guy brian you don't have to keep trying so hard to impress me i already really like you your midweek download destination i told you about brian i told you come on man brian was just making a joke i'm so lucky to have met you brian you're such an amazing guy it's stone's weekly dose And note to self, don't die. Welcome in to the Not-So-Weekly Dose. Today's date is March 15th, halfway through the month already. Snap your fingers and it just flies right on by. My name is Brian Stone. I will explain some of the absence, but yes, this is a supposed for-profit venture that has never seen a penny of profit in two years of being a standalone show. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you for your patience, and it really means a lot to me when I get hit up by people, sometimes people I only know because of the radio or the podcast. I have friends that listen, I have colleagues that listen, and I have perfect strangers that listen, and then I have acquaintances who I've met because of their listenership, which is really one of the more unique relationships you can have with somebody somebody you have formed a relationship with just because they enjoy your content, whether that be your guitar playing, your songwriting, your poetry, your uh, theater, whatever it is you do that you try to do that you hope to make entertaining. When you meet people because of that, that really is kind of a, I don't want want to get all corny and sound like a total douchebag about it, but you know, a special relationship is different. It's, It's different than people you already know or people that you work with. And um, so hearing from those people saying, uh, bro, where's the weekly dose? It, um, it, it, it makes me feel good. I, I hate to have gotten out of the rhythm that I've been in so well for so long. I've missed so few weeks in almost uh, well, a little over two full years of doing this. I started doing it standalone by itself November of 16. So 16 to 17 to 18. Yeah, well, well over two years of almost every single week and sometimes occasionally twice a week when I used to do some of the tour stops that I plan to do more of 
here in um, uh, in the future, maybe. More on that here in uh, just a few minutes. Today's show is going to be uh, typically a little scattered, but still uh, laid out on a show sheet, a three-segment show. The first segment will be probably the bulk of the uh, of, of the podcast this week. Um, I want to start real quick by saying uh, thank you to... Uh, what are they called now? Nuga Today, the the former Nuga.com. Uh, my buddy Sean wrote a uh, just a, a, a lifestyle piece, eight podcasts that are all about Chattanooga, and I haven't done a show since he put this out. And um, I was happy to be included on a list like this because, really, if you wanted to get technical, my show is not all about Chattanooga. It regularly is, but it's not always and certainly uh, could go even stretches of weeks at a time where it doesn't have anything to do with Chattanooga. On this list, it says, uh, here are a few podcasts produced in Chattanooga that are on our radar. The Camp House, my uh, buddy Matt Bubsy does, uh, Busby, excuse me. Has uh, over 100 episodes to date. Stories from the Big Nine, a series of student-produced podcasts about ML Key Boulevard. I was not ML King. Jeez, I'm all over the place. Rusty. Uh, ML King Boulevard. I was not aware of this one. Hosted by podcasting students at UTC for Black History Month. Uh, Made in Chattanooga by Vayner Media. I know that one. It is pretty generic and just... Basically, just highlighting and uh, kissing the ass of, of businesses and and uh, innovation district stuff. Basically, uh, the Nuga Bell. That's Kate Robertson. I do know her, acquaintance of hers. Kind of a lifestyle Southern personality type. Talks cooking, talks culture, things like that. Uh, the Startup Show. I don't know a lot about that one. I have heard of it. Chattanooga is a hub of startup, so it's no surprise there's a startup themed podcast. Check out episodes featuring Andy Burke and Gary Vanderchuk, whoever the hell that is. Isn't that the Vayner Media or Vaynerchuk? Whatever. <coughs> I'm glad this one got on here. Excuse me. Brew Chat. Arguably the best podcast in Chattanooga. Brew Chat combines local personalities with a focus on local craft beer. It is uh, by my buddies um, Jared and Tanner. I've been on the show before a couple times, actually, and I do love those guys. I'm glad they got on here. And Legal Roadmap, a, uh, a an attorney locally, Autumn Whit Boyd. I actually had a uh, class that she was instructing uh, over at the at the to why am I blanking the innovation uh, collab startup uh, thing I did a couple years ago that was uh, basically worthless. And then Stone On Air, host radio personality Brian Stone takes no holds barred approach to commentary about everything Chattanooga. So um, if I do have new listeners, I would like to think that at least one new listener a week isn't, uh, isn't, isn't too outrageous of a thought to have. And Based on the fact that uh, this piece was out there from Sean, maybe a few people will be here who have never listened before. My name is Brian Stone. This show is about me and my life and things going around and my my commentary on the passing parade of things in Chattanooga and things nationally, internationally, whatever that the, the most people are talking about or something that I really feel like people should be talking about. That's basically what this show is about. And um, at Stone on Air on all social media is how you get a hold of me, and uh, I'll uh, I'll lay out again where what's going on here recently and going forward. So let's see. Coming up later on in the show, the third segment, we don't care about anything anymore. It's impossible to make people care, and we don't seem to care about anything. And I'll talk about some of the uh, potential uh, nominations for the uh, 2020 elections here in that same segment. And in the second segment of the show, Tennessee is the most distracted state on the roads by far. And this is an epidemic. It's dangerous. It's scary. And it needs to scare people more. I'll get to that in the second segment. And in here in the first segment, after I uh, go off on a, just a little bit of an explanation and, and, and uh, 
give you an update on what's going on. A guy named Theo Vaughn, a comedian, was here in town recently at the Comedy Catch, and he stayed here for a weekend, and he does his own podcast, and he talked all about Chattanooga for uh, about 20 minutes. I've got nine clips from his podcast, this guy Theo Vaughn, pretty funny dude out of Los Angeles, and his description of Chattanooga I'll get to here in a minute. But when it comes to this podcast, it is, um, it's actually not a lot of fun. It really, it really isn't. Um, I did radio forever, as many of you know, and live radio is exhilarating. Live radio is a thrill ride at times. It is so, so much fun. Um, recording, producing, post and pre-production of radio is uh, is tolerable, and and it's and it's and the finished product is usually desirable, but it's not fun, and that's all that a podcast is. Is nothing but recording. It's all production, pre and post production, and I would put my work up against anybody in the country, outside of, uh, you know, NPR and the way they do the the, the, the all the actualities and and these mass produced storytelling podcasts. I don't do that. That's not the same thing that I do. They do very very good work on a national level. But if you're just talking about somebody who puts together a podcast in any market, I put my work up against anybody, and I'm not going to do anything half ass. I just don't do that. I just if I'm going to half ass it, I don't do it. And um, this is a lot of work to put this together. Not many people can do this weekly like I do. I'm not asking for any kind of, uh, you know, applause here. It's just I'm not very good at much, so I do take credit for the things that I am good at. And I've got to make this thing turn a profit. That's just what, I, it's what it has to be. And that's on me, and I, I have failed in that department because sales and small business and entrepreneurship is not in, something that I'm good at, and I need to learn more, and I need to get better at. But I'm finding myself running out of time between my day job, which pays a very livable wage, and the radio station, which gets me a lot of perks and is still something I need to hold on to. And, um, and then now with this new situation in my life, my girlfriend, she has three kids, one, two, three kids, all right? Ages uh, before this year is over, 14, 11, and nine, all right? I have been living my life like I have been 22. I always say I've lived like I was 22 till I was 32. And the fact of the matter really is I've been living my life like I was 22 till I was about 36 and really 37 and really even to 38. Now, I've backed off some things. I've slowed down on some things, but I still live uh, disastrously at times. I still go out and do whatever I want whenever I feel like it. And that's all starting to change a little bit. Now, is this going to last forever? I tend to think that nothing lasts forever. Uh, I am cynical in nature, so I you know. Is it forever? You know, I don't know. But is it for the foreseeable future? I, I really do hope so. I really do hope so. So I'm finding myself having a, um, not a different life. I'm not, I'm not a different person, but I'm having responsibilities that I didn't used to have. And they're getting more and more as this thing progresses. And I like it. I want it. I'm not being forced into something that I don't want. I like the idea of, of, of having lifestyle changes. I'm freaking 39 years old in, in three weeks. You know, I got one year left till I'm, I'm in my 40s. I, I can't keep doing what I'm doing all the time. Or at least I don't want to. That gets boring. Who wants to do the same thing all the time? You know, so I, things are different. Things have shifted. And this is a lot of work to put together this, this podcast every week. And it's, it's not really that much fun. 
and it's not profitable. So the last few weeks, I've decided I'm just not going to do it right now because I don't have the time, and I've also had some other things I'm not going to get into that are a little bit of uh, emotionally taxing. And so my head's just not been here. I had to take a three or four days off at the radio station, too. I needed just some uh, mental uh, wellness days, I called them. So it's, it's an interesting time. It's a fun time, but it's an interesting time in my life. And what I've decided to do is I'm going to put off this the, the podcast until the middle of April. This is going to be the only episode of March, and I'm going to rebrand a lot of this stuff because if I am going to continue doing it, I have to get out there, hit the streets, and start selling it. Well, I'm da- I'm tap dancing on legal uh, legalities here because I use a lot of copyrighted material. I think that fair use laws will cover me for the most part, but I'm not entirely sure about that. So I need to um, I need to change up the way that I present some of the stuff. Uh, uh, I need to change the opening uh, theme, the music. I need to change the way I come in and out of breaks as opposed to using music that just fits the mood or fits the uh, talking points. I need to change that up a little bit. I need to, uh, the, the, the open absolutely needs to be changed. That's Ryan Adams. I mean, that's a copyrighted Ryan Adams song. It's an incredible song. I love it. It fits my tone and uh, and and just, it sets the tone really for, the, for that matter for the show. I love it. But, it, you know, I can't take a chance of sometime running into a legal issue because I'm using full length copyrighted material. So I need to get the, uh, the 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 sweepers and the imaging changed up and get and just get it more generic and more safe. So once I do start to present this and it starts turning any kind of profit, I won't have to worry about those kinds of things. And this, it's a two year old show; it needs to be freshened up. That's that's how this kind of stuff works. If you do the same thing over and over again, it gets stale and it gets boring. So I'm going to start working on that. Take my mind off of producing these every week. Put my mind into uh, putting together a business plan and getting this thing. Uh, getting this thing rolling. It doesn't have to make a lot of money. I just need some beer money, man. I just I just need to be able to buy a couple bottles of gin a week. And it's possible to do that because it's becoming more and more a thing. And this is a very highly listened to show here locally. It really is. And I thank you to the bottom of my heart for that. Um, it is, it's incredible. And so while I say this isn't fun, the finished product to me is very satisfying. I am very proud of the work that I put out. I wouldn't post it if I wasn't. Um, I'm very proud of the fact that people, you know, listen and, and I, and I, when I'm done, it's like, you know, proud pop over there. Like, oh, that was a great show. That was a good one. But everything leading up to is almost stressful, almost stressful because if it, something becomes a chore and it loses its fun, well, that kind of sucks. Right. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I might even change the name of the show. I'm not sure, but I'm going out for a week to Asheville to stay in the woods in April for my birthday, me and her um, going to North Carolina next week for spring break with her and the kids who are camping out in uh, Murphy, North Carolina. I'm, I'm just kind of I'm just going to kind of chill for a little bit and and then get this thing back rolling, get some money flowing and really turn this into a to a small business because that's what it's supposed to be. All right. Thank you for listening to all of that. So now let's do this. This is going to be fun. So. I've known what Reddit is, the uh, the social media, the message board uh, app, basically. I've known what it is for years, but I've never really looked at it. And I was big into message boards 10, 15 years ago. And that's basically what this is. And I've started looking at it more. And I've started to enjoy it. And the Chattanooga subreddit had someone posted this guy's blog. The guy's name is Theo Vaughn. He's from Los Angeles. He was in town just the other week for a run of shows at the Comedy Catch. And he hung out here for three or four days. And then he did a 
podcast on it, and I've got nine clips. So let's jump. Let me get to, oh, don't tell me I left a dance. No, there it is. All right. So he starts off talking about, because I'm sure he was staying at the choo-choo, seeing that he was at the comedy catch. He starts off talking about the choo-choo, and it's just kind of a silly name. So Chattanooga, they got the choo-choo, which is weird to even hear adults saying the term choo-choo. You know, you're talking to a, you know, somebody that's 50 or something, and they're saying choo-choo over and over again. It seems you don't trust them, you know? (laughs) <laughs> and then people sleep in the train. You can rent out a room, like part of the hotel feature there at the Chattanooga Choo Choo Hotel. <laughs> Jeez, I can't even say it without uh, without laughing. Is that you can rent out a train car? So you got people sleeping and eating in train cars, like, but they're not homeless. Like in any other city, that's homelessness. That is people that are sleeping and eating in train cars are homeless. But in Tennessee, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, these people are. They're on vacation. <laughs> on vacation in a uh, train car in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He does go on to talk about uh, next door there, the flying squirrel and the architecture uh, of the building. But yeah, I went to Chattanooga. I was there Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, four nights. Um, some beautiful architecture. I mean, stunt. Like, there's a bar there, a restaurant called the Flying Squirrel that has to be one of the most beautiful like restaurants I've ever been in. It's small. But amazing. And, yeah, it's just one of those towns where you immediately feel comfortable in in the sense that everybody's super welcoming. You know, they just got uh, they got a, like a like a minor league baseball team. Uh, it was awesome. He's not nice about Chattanooga the entire time. I'll just go ahead and give you a heads up on that. So he next talks about the uh, the Walnut Street Bridge. They have a bridge that they shut down from cars. It's like an old bridge across the Tennessee River, a huge river. I mean, huge. Uh, The bridge must be probably a quarter mile long, uh, and it's just people walking across it, Uh, bikers and people and animals, dogs, a couple of birds out there, but stunning uh, place. A lot of outdoor activities. I mean, you can mountain climb. You can kayak. Beautiful bridges. If you're going to jump off a bridge, if you're thinking about, you know, doing that, that's the place. <laughs> if you're feeling like jumping off a bridge, we've got a lot of bridges in Chattanooga for you to do that. His name is Theo Vaughn from Los Angeles. Next, he's talking about uh, the investing in our internet and how it is internet to die for. They invested apparently in the internet a while back in like fiber optics cables, I'm guessing. I don't know. Um, but that's what they say. And the internet there is like high speed, dude. Like the kind of internet that you dream about, that you hope you're going to get, you know? Um, not this waiting four seconds for everything you want to find out like we're using now. So that's pretty wild. That was pretty wild to be there and uh, see that internet. So I mean, we really are, you can kind of figure out where we are in the world and our spoiled uh, high tech land that we have here because four seconds we can't wait four seconds we have to have it in a split second and i'm as guilty as anybody of that so um yeah despite all of that despite the great things the architecture the the uh, gorgeous old bridges the investing in the internet there's still lots of dumb people here and of course we already knew that but then the irony is they got so many people there that are mentally just fucking <laughs> barely scraping it together. Barely not animals. You had some people that are barely not animals. 
You know? Like, if they didn't have a driver's license on them, you might think they they could be an animal. You know? Like, you wouldn't be surprised if some of the people you're talking to just bent over and started uh, eating grass. <laughs> I mean, they had some real, just some dudes that didn't even know the whole alphabet, you know? <laughs> Uh, but in addition to that, they also have a lot of people that's there doing big things. And <laughs> it's like most of you're a bunch of dumb assholes, but yeah, no, there's a few of you that are all right. Uh, I absolutely love it. So then he starts talking about uh, stuff. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just basically making it up talking about East Chattanooga. And, uh, he went into a convenience store and then he starts saying, uh, slang that I, I've never, uh, that I've never heard before. And then you got East Chattanooga. I went into a gas station. And they had a black lady working in there, and she had beautiful hair, beautiful hairdo. And I was like, oh, you got, your hair looks beautiful. And she goes, yeah, well, she, she goes, yeah, well, if I get murdered, it ain't going to be that beautiful, is it? And I was like, what? This is such a strange response. And then she said, yeah, three people got murdered over in East Chatty. And I guess East Chatty is like East Chattanooga. You know, some people call the whole place the Chatty. Um... Which is ironic because a lot of people there can't don't really know a lot of words. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people here don't know a lot of words. That's for sure. I have never heard uh, ever once this city referred to as the chatty, and I've certainly never heard of East Chatty. Now, I don't spend a lot of time in East Chatty, so maybe there's a uh, a subculture there of lingo that I am not aware of, but I have never heard of that he continues to talk about the uh, just the various uh, different kind of people that he uh, that he came into contact with over his weekend in Chattanooga but yeah it's a city that's two totally different types of people like either have these outgoing outdoorsy like uh, cutting edge kind of high internet fiber optic startup kind of like little companies and things and those types of people that come with that or you got like people that are you know just dressing like slave owners and, what? you know, barely muddling around uh, much more than, you know, a 12th grade education. So it's interesting. Right? Yeah, I mean, and that part's not true. Now, I don't know about the people walking around dressed up as slave owners. I'm not sure about that. But, uh, yeah, the education level isn't all that high on the outskirts of of, uh, of the city. You know, you get into the uh, suburban areas and it's still uh, it's still solid, but you get too far out of that. You get too far north. You get too far east, west, or south. You run into a lot of uh, riffraff. And I, I'm assuming he ran into some of those maybe uh, that were just coming up to the big city for uh, the weekend. Probably some of the people he's referring to are people who are at his show over the course of of four days because clearly you know the, the comedy catch has a, a very um i'd say uh, eclectic audience because you know everybody likes a, a good laugh rich poor smart dumb we all like a good laugh and the, the comedy catch can be a very affordable way to go out uh, at any point so maybe that's where he's coming in contact with some of these uh He's <laughs> dressing like slave owner types. I don't know. This one's funny because we've all seen it. We've all thought about it. And we don't really want to bring it up because of all the, I don't know, all the obvious reasons, I guess. The guy that's always outside of the gas station, we all know what he's talking about here. A lot of brothers, too, out there in Chattanooga, you know. It's a good, just your good kind of southern white black city. You saw that guy outside of the service station. You ever see that guy at the service station? There's a black outside of every service station. Almost in America. Who is that guy? And how, how is that guy like? <laughs> it's totally okay. Yeah. He's always like, hey, 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 hey. 
You know that guy. He's at, if he, if you don't know who he is, drive to the service station in your town, anywhere in America, and he's there. Hey, 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 <laughs> that guy, dude, unbelievable. But he's definitely very prevalent in uh, Chattanooga. You can see him around and about. Yeah, we have a lot of that guy here in Chattanooga. I have a feeling there's a lot of that guy in Southern California, more specifically downtown Los Angeles as well. And the final cut here from Theo Vaughn's pad- podcast is called uh, This Past Weekend. That's the name of his podcast, Theo Vaughn, This Past Weekend. This is just a couple of final thoughts on his trip to Chattanooga. So I don't know, bro. It was quite a weekend. That was that. I got drunk one night. You know, there was some, you know, there was people smoking a little bit of dope. Took a hit on a little bit of green here and there. Kept it pretty classy. A lot of good food. Had a chicken piccata that would fucking, uh, I'd rip one of my arms off to have another plate of it right now. I would literally rip one of my arms off and and just, just throw it somewhere. So I don't know. Maybe I'm out of my mind. But uh, that was this past weekend. So does anybody else want to question the veracity of his comment that he smoked a little dope, a little green? I have a feeling that guy smokes a lot of dope, a lot of green, and that's all good with me. So uh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty darn funny, and uh, without seeing it on the Chattanooga subreddit, I don't know that I would have uh, ever come across it. So. After being featured in uh, Nuga Today as a podcast to look for that's all about Chattanooga, I certainly thought it would be very good to start this week's show with a segment all about Chattanooga. For the remainder of the show, it won't have much at all to do with Chattanooga, the state of Tennessee a little bit, and the state affairs of, uh, of, of the overall culture of the United States of America. And we'll get to the second segment next. Tennessee is one hell of a distracted driving state. And it pisses me off. And it should piss you off, too. This is the Stone on Air podcast, the not-so-weekly dose for March 15th, 2019. Hang tight. I'll be right back. Stone on Air will be right back. He's cool. Stoneonair.com. The reality is, though, texting while driving is hardly a rare occurrence. Sometimes just a, a split second spent looking at a cell phone it turns deadly. Now, the Transportation Department calls distracted driving an epidemic and says that texting behind the wheel makes you 23 times more likely to crash. A new CDC study finds that 58% of high school seniors admit to texting or emailing while behind the wheel. No way! Those guys have a TV in their car! Peter, watch the road! Lois, get off my back, will you? I'm trying to watch TV. I swear to God, sometimes I think your head's screwed on backwards. I mean, do you have any idea? <gasps> See, now I'm playing this song from R.E.M., Drive, because we're talking about cars that are driven while being distracted. Could use a number of different songs, but I love this one, so I decided to go with it. It is borderline copyright infringement for me to do this if I'm receiving any kind of revenue from this small business concept. I think. (laughs) I think. Fair use laws can work in my favor, but I need to uh, have counsel for this to figure out how far I can push it. This one might be one that doesn't fall into that category. Like, So let's say I was going to do a podcast 
on music reviews. Well, I could argue under fair use that I had to play a clip of REM's Drive in order to make uh, to clearly make my point for my content to uh, to help with my production. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm blabbering a little bit because I don't know anything about the legal nature of any of this. Uh, but I do know that that's a thing, too. Does this fit into that? I don't know. Do I want to mess around with this going forward when I try to get serious about making money? The answer to that, I think, is absolutely no. And what I didn't mention earlier that I think I'm going to try to do more of is just go around the town and get local music and use that and just get just quite literally just print out a form that have have them sign off as saying that this is royalty free to 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 use and i've got a uh, an intro new intro song that i've already got picked out i'll talk more about that in the next segment because i'm gonna play it and um, i'm doing some promotion for this uh this woman's uh, show coming up here at the uh, at jj's on the 19th and I haven't asked them yet, but I don't see why they would say no if I just said, hey, would you just sign off that I can royalty-free use your song as my intro? And uh, I, I think that that's going to work out. So those are the kind of things I've been thinking about here recently as I try to transition into how this show is going to work every single week. And while I try to uh, work it in with my schedule, that's become increasingly uh, much more um, not it's not so much that I can do whatever I want anymore. There's times when I don't get to make the decision. I have to be involved with something else because that's what happens in relationships, especially when kids are involved. So there you go. All right, we'll go on from there. So what happened here at the beginning of, uh, of this segment? What, we, what am I trying to get to? Well, you guys know I do this. I, and I, I've already done probably full shows on it. I can't really remember when or where I don't do stuff, whether it used to be at the old radio station or sometimes at, at the new radio station or which shows did what on the podcast. I can't always remember. But it was the other day that there was a piece circling around, circulating around from Value Penguin, the worst states for distracted driving. And they've done uh, these studies. They, they go at length about how they put together these studies. I'm not going to read all that. That's, uh, that's, that's boring. But the state of Tennessee is by far, by far, the most distracted state in the country for, uh, for texting and driving, for using your mobile device and driving. I am infuriated by this epidemic. It makes me so, so mad. And part of it is, I always get this too, like though Brian tries to advocate drunk driving or doesn't think drunk driving is that big a deal. When we're going to make drunk driving and buzz driving, oh, it's all the same thing, zero tolerance. All the while, we've made the drunk driving industry a multi-billion dollar industry a year from court fees to lawyer fees to uh, insurance premiums. They even advertise on, hey, if you get a DUI, this will cost you $10,000. I mean, they're not even hiding the fact that people are getting rich off of people who are maybe just one tick above the limit. A blind-ass drunk idiot kid and a just a two beers over the legal limit are the exact same goddamn penalties. That's ridiculous. Nobody should be okay with that. But all right, that's fine. Fine. Step back. That's cool. You, you want to go hard ass on this? We want to double down every time. If you drink and drive, we're going to make an example. We're going to punish you. It's going to be the most punitive it could possibly be. Okay, fine. Cool. I got you. That's fine. We'll do that. In my age these days, now I understand this more than ever in Uber and, and, and don't drive like I used to. and don't. But you know, I am an alcoholic, so I'm legally drunk a lot more than the average guy and gal walking around. But okay, fine. Cool. You get it. You're, you win. You win. 
only if we trade distractive driving and turn this into a real thing. In 20 years from now, it's going to be, can you believe how we just used to just play on our phones and drive around all the time? We used to do. We used to not have any of these laws. We used to not p- put people in jail for this because that's what drunk driving laws, how they evolved from the 1970s to now, to 40, 30, and 45 years ago, where it was funny when somebody was drunk and as hell driving. It was like a joke. People thought it was, oh, hey, yeah, guess what, guess what idiot over there did again? He got all wasted and drove, man. That's funny. No, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. It's dangerous. It's a menace to society, and so is distracted driving with your cell phones. And this isn't a child and a kid's thing. These are grown-ass adults running around on their phones while they drive and for some reason just think, oh, yeah, no big deal. No big deal. And that is Wrong, and you know why people think it's people who have regular brains that fu- that function very well throughout the day, every day. They can tie their shoes, they can get the kids ready for school, they can get to work and, and get home on time, they can fix dinner, they can formulate infinity. But for some reason, driving around playing on your phone is not any kind of dangerous or serious situation to almost anybody. It is so few people who care. It rounds off to almost nobody cares. And I just can't understand it because it is so dangerous. Just look around as you drive around and see how many people are doing this. See how awful of a situation this is. I've seen co- police officers on their phones driving. I, it, it, it's because we haven't scared the shit out of anybody. That's the, that's the thing with, with, with uh, drunk driving. Sorry if I've already done this segment before. I bet I have. But that's the thing with drunk driving. Drunk driving laws don't keep people from driving drunk. Hell, it's St. Patrick's Day weekend this weekend. You don't think there's going to be drunk asses all over the road? Of course there is. But people are scared of it. And there is a stigma attached to it. If you get a DUI, I mean, we've, we, we've absolutely just smeared you all over before it's even happened. It's going to cost you 10 grand, and we're going to put, you know, a, a, a jail, you know, straight jacket on you while you pick up garbage on the side of the road with a sign that says, I'm an asshole drunk driver. And we're going to humiliate you. And, oh, but all the while, we're going to build a, most of our uh, local economy and culture on eating, eating and drinking and dining and, uh, and partying. We're going to promote all this as something that, hey, look how much fun. You can come get bombed here. But if you get in a car, we're putting you under the jail, dude. And because of that, uh, the, the fear of that, the stigma that comes with that, people don't do it as much. And if they do drink and drive, they, they're careful. They're super extra careful. And while it's still not good, it's still not right, it's still not legal, people who are doing things illegally and try to do it very carefully are probably going to get away with it and be less harm to other people. And right now, that's not what we have with distracted driving laws. Nobody's scared of it. Nobody. If, if people were scared of it, they'd have their damn phones on their laps. They would not have it out in their hand. We would not have people tell me they're going to try to stay away from Georgia because the laws are worse and they can't put their phone down, so they're going to try to stay in Tennessee as much as possible because we live right here on the line. People would be, would be more discreet and therefore safer if there were laws that were actually punitive. That's the thing too. Well, hey, Brian, they've got laws in Georgia now where you can't have a handheld in your hand. Okay, great, good, wonderful. You know what the the fine is? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but these are very close to accurate. The fine's like 100 bucks. 100 bucks. If you get caught, it's like $100. 
And if you get caught again, it's like $200. And if you get caught again, it's like $500 or something like that. It's, it's very, very small amount of money. And if you told me that the drunk driving penalty was 100 bucks, then I would drive drunk every day. I'm dead serious. I drive drunk every day. Why would I pay an Uber or a cab or call my mom or my girlfriend to come pick me up when I know myself, I know that I can safely drive home even though I'm legally drunk, and if I get caught, it's only going to cost me like 100 bucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll that dice. I'll roll that dice and see if how many times, how many years, because hell, I've already been doing it with really punitive laws for a decade and a half, I'd go my whole life without getting a DUI. But if I did get one, it only costs $100. So people with their phones in their hand aren't like, oh, shit, I better be careful because I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get my license taken away from me. I better put my phone down. I'll check the text message in 10 minutes because, you know, eh. While I really want to see it because the endorphins are going to be like exploding of excitement to find out what notification I just got. If I do that and the wrong person sees, there's a chance I could maybe have to go to court and possibly lose my license. Ugh. No, no. I'll leave that right there. It's not worth it. That's real. That's all real stuff. And, and, and it should be taken seriously by everybody. The interstates are death traps. Our cars are human beings. Death machines. We have we let sixteen year olds drive cars. Sixteen year old children. We allow them legally to drive a car. And imagine a sixteen year old with a phone in their hand driving a car. Holy hell! What are we doing? So yeah, no, you don't want to take this seriously. Then then yeah, piss off on the drunk driving stuff. But I know that that that's already out. That's already a thing. That's already an established situation. I'm just telling you, just trade it off. Trade it off. Say your first offense of uh, having a handheld in your phone in in your hand while you're driving, and I'm even going low here. I'm get, I'm 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 playing you know compromise here. Five hundred bucks, five hundred dollars. Second offense, fifteen hundred dollars. Third offense, license gone for a year, and I'm 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 low balling here. I don't think that's enough, but I think that's just enough to start getting people to pay attention to this and be scared of it. And be shameful of it. That's the thing. You want to be, we need to shame people into thinking that this is really wrong. Because that's what drunk driving is. It's shameful. Nobody goes home and talks about it and says, oh man, I got bombed last night and drove. (laughs) Wow. Thank God I got away with that one. Nobody does that. And we need to make it to where if you've got your phone in your hand and people see you, they look at you like, look at that asshole. Look at that irresponsible dick. Look at that person who doesn't have any concern for anybody other than themselves. We have to create that. We have to create that. And that's what's happened with drunk driving. And eventually it will happen with distracted driving. And then the industry will start to make new products. They're already doing it. That make using your phone while you drive easier. You can still use your phone. You can still voice activate, use anything you want. The person who cannot put their phone down driving is an absolute impulse, uncontrollable addict and we've got to fix that it's okay it's just got to be fixed it's got to we just got to adjust laws and stigmas and that'll fix that tennessee has 7.2 distracted driving deaths per 10 billion vehicle miles 7.2 now i don't know how long it takes for 10 billion vehicle miles but all these studies were done at the same uh, you know at the same clip tennessee is at number one 7.2 you know who's number two 
Delaware, 3.2. 3.2. Tennessee is double the, the second worst distracted driving state in the country. After that is Wyoming at just barely different at 3.22. Then is Montana. Wait, excuse me. Then is Texas at three even. Then is Montana at 2.1 in the top five. So what do those numbers mean exactly? I can't explain it completely, but I can tell you the enormous difference. Two is 3.2. Three is 3.2. Four is three. Five is three. And number one is 7.2. So there's something about Tennessee and our super relaxed laws involving your mobile device that allows for this to happen. But that might not even be true because Delaware has some of the most strict regulations on cell phones and driving. Take a look at what who's got what different here. Delaware has a complete ban on handheld usage, complete ban for young drivers, complete ban on texting, yet they're still the second most distracted and dangerous state in the country. If that's not all the evidence that you need that the laws that we have don't work at all, I don't know what else I can provide you. Tennessee has more relaxed laws that are not enforced whatsoever that nobody even knows anything about. Georgia is in the same ballpark as Delaware. Seems to be Georgia's getting a little bit better results. But there's nothing more telling than the second most distracted and dangerous state in the country has some of the most strict regulations for cell phone usage and driving So people in Delaware clearly are not taking this very seriously. And that's, I guess, all I'll do on that for right now. Um, I know some people are probably like, enough, dude. Because really, people just think I'm just being a blowhard on this sometimes. And um, I get it. I mean, I well, no, let me rephrase. I don't get it. I don't get it. Roads are dangerous. Every day you get out on a road, you got there's an opportunity out there for you to be killed. You could kill yourself. Somebody could kill you. A distracted driver with their cell phone, a drunk driver, a uh, a commercial uh, semi truck driver who is uh, overworked and underslept, uh, just a plain just bad crappy driver, um, a, a, t- a terrible rainstorm, uh, any kind of thing. These are this is a dangerous place, and for some reason, when people get in their cars, they feel safe. That's why people, you know, road rage is such a thing. Oh, f you! I'm mad. I don't. You'd never do that to somebody in person. You just wouldn't. There's something about being inside your car, especially if it's so obsessed in this country we are with automobiles. There's something about it that gives us a calm. It gives us a sense of safety, and really, it's the exact opposite of that. It's not a sense of safety. It's not a reality of safety. It is, a, it is a reality of danger, and if you don't take it seriously and you don't understand how to do it, you're not properly trained, and you're a child out on the roadwaves, and we let people use their phones and get drunk and drive and are high as shit on weed and high as shit on pharmaceuticals, we are putting everybody's life in danger every single day, and it scares me, and it concerns me. Call me an old guy. Call me a grandpa, if you will. But uh, I'm dead serious. I'm not just trying to have a good segment. I'm not just trying to be like, hey, listen to me. I got something to say. I'm dead serious. I think about this all the time. Driving around, I'm just I'm observing all these numbnuts everywhere. And it's scary. All right, that's it. I'm going to get out of here. We'll do the final segment of the only show of March, the not-so-weekly dose for March 15th, 2019. Coming up next, we just don't care anymore. We don't care about anything as a collective society in this country. And I think a lot of it has to do with the current political climate. It's a little more complicated than that. And the worst part is it's impossible to make people care. 
apathy can be dangerous. My name is Brian Stone. This is the Stone On Air podcast, and I will be right back. Hey, It's a very interesting, weird, somewhat toxic time, I think, in sports where we, we the fans just seem to have erected this wall of everyone's against us and the, the media, the, 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 the rest of the, the conference, the NCAA, uh, and, and that's just going to be my mindset. It's not going to be, hey, we need to do things better. It's just that everyone's against us and I'm going to complain about it. I, I believe I said this last time I was on about sports makes smart people stupid. <laughs> but here's the deal is you get this situational ethics, right. and, and it's a lot like our political climate. It's like, well, if something bad happens in my party, you just turn and point at the other party and say, well, what about that? Right, right. Instead of actually yeah. saying, okay, we got a problem here. We need to do something about it. So All right, listen to this song. That was Pat Forty on Tony Kornheiser's show from Yahoo Sports. Absolutely love this song. We're gonna listen to it for a minute. Just for my money. Her name is Skylar Gudas. 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 I think G U D A S Z. So I'm not sure how you say that. She's gonna be at the uh, at JJ's on the 19th. I will be there. And their manager reached out to me. I don't know how they uh, got in contact with me and wanted to do an interview with her. And I. Uh, I wanted to do it, but I wasn't doing the show for a couple weeks, and I don't know if this fits exact. It does fit. It's close to what we do over at Alt 98.7, but I didn't want to push my luck over there by putting an artist on that nobody had heard of. It's still very indie, but she's got a, I mean, this, this song's got, uh, it's her most popular song. Um, what's it called? It's I'm So Happy I Could Die, and uh, it's got probably 18, 20,000 views, so a little more than just a straight-up indie act, but... I love this song, and so this is the song that's going to be the new intro once I have it together between uh, now and the middle of April if they give me the sign-off, the uh, literal signature that says uh, I don't have to pay any royalties to use the song. A couple of things that I didn't get to uh, because, uh, for whatever reason, Daylight Savings Time is here, and I'm really very excited and happy about that. People just every year seem to bitch and moan about this. Like one hour somehow can just throw somebody's life off so badly for longer than one day. I don't, I don't get that. If you're tired, take a nap. It doesn't make any sense to me. And then um, I didn't talk about the very front of the show, the open. That was my Uber driver, if you can remember from the beginning of the show. It's kind of hard to hear, but uh, my Uber driver a few Saturdays ago after a museum over at the... Um, at the Creative Discovery Museum, it's one of the best fundraisers in the city, at least from a um, 
uh, and attendance uh, aspect anyway. I don't know. I don't pay for it, but I always enjoy it. And so I was pretty bombed and was uh, in a in an Uber, and this black woman was just on the phone talking all kinds of, God's going to do this, and we got to do this. And I just thought it was a little strange how much she was going on and on and how loud she was, so I decided to record some of it with my phone. And earlier that night, me and Alex Waters from Hits 96 at the uh, at the Creative Discovery Discovery Museum, excuse me, played elderly woman behind a counter in a small town. My girlfriend recorded it and put it on Facebook, and it sounded awful. And so that's what that was. So, what is the point of this segment? I, I don't really know. I'm just going to kind of ramble a little bit and then uh, get out of here and put the wraps on this show. Um, that was Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports talking to Tony Kornheiser about some of the violations from some of these schools and college athletics. And, and the the point was being any any you know put it kind of to a comparison of the political climate nobody really cares about anybody doing anything wrong nobody really cares about anybody being an asshole nobody really cares about anything other than themselves and the you know they were talking about lsu basketball i think and then also some of the other schools like north carolina that have kind of been able to skirt these uh allegations of false tests and paying players and all this stuff and you know, I, I I don't really I don't really care about any of it either. And I watch I watch sports. Um, I think the NCAA is one of the most corrupt organizations in all of America. But I guess what I got out of that conversation and a lot of other things that I've been seeing and hearing and observing and all those things is that um, we just don't care anymore. And I really truly believe that Donald Trump has changed the world. He's changed America for sure. But I think he has overall changed. The world. Uh, more on that in a minute. The other day, uh, Biden says he's getting in. Too little, too late, dickhead. I mean, th- thanks. Thanks, dude. So much for all that bullshit about not wanting to run because of whatever reason two years ago when we all know the only reason you didn't run is because the, the Democratic Party was getting out of the way for Hillary to, uh, you know, the quote unquote, the glass ceiling and to, to go from black man to woman would look really good for the super progressive and liberal types. We all know that's what happened, and they were that was a short-sighted uh, decision that none of us could have predicted would have gone the way that it did. It used to be, hey, if Donald Trump runs for president, president then then the GOP's handing handing the uh, the presidential uh, the election, the White House, to Hillary. Like that's the worst thing that could happen. Nobody could have possibly dreamed up the way that everything went. And over the course of the last two years, it's like it's the the toothpaste in the tube. You can't get it back in. We can't go backwards in time. We have evolved from where we were to where we are now. Technology gets better every single day. People continue to get bad information every single day. Um, I think bad information has been around forever, but it's just now so readily available for everybody. And nobody seems to give a damn about anything except for what they want to believe. And so that they were talking about LSU and they're, they're, they're booing the AD because they suspended the coach and they want the coach back when the coach is the one violating the rules. So instead of saying, hey, we need to get our coach and our organization and our, and our program following rules, we want to say, well, everybody else is breaking rules. And I, I want, I like our coach that breaks the rules, and hopefully we will just say we won't do it again. When we all know they're going to break the rules again. Liars, liars, pants on fire everywhere you go. And nobody cares if you're lying and cheating and stealing. Nobody cares if you're being an asshole. And I think that's a product of Don Trump. 
He is he has broken every rule. All these unwritten presidential codes, all the um, the dignity and respect of the office is long gone. And um, I I I think that that's spilling over into every aspect of all of our lives. The selfishness has always been there, but now there's no there's no shame. It goes back to talking about the no one's shameful to be driving and using their phone driving around. No one's shameful being an asshole or being difficult or lying and cheating. Lying and cheating and stealing. What the hell, man? These things didn't used to be okay. I mean they're still not okay, but nobody tends to care whatsoever. Lying, cheating, stealing is as bad a low of of a of character flaw that a human being can walk around if you're asking me, if you're lying, if you're cheating, if you're stealing, you're awful. That's terrible. What kind of, what, what, where does this come from? How, how in this, in your mind, in these people's mind, how does that work? And that's always been that way. You know, it's just people were more, um, they were more considerate of it. They were more respectful of the situations and didn't want to be looked at as a lion and a cheat and a, and a thief. Now, they'd still lie, they'd still cheat, and they'd still steal. But they would try like hell to make sure nobody knew. Now nobody even cares if, they, if anybody knows about it. Yeah, I lie and cheat and steal, so what? Yeah, I'm a big, bombastic asshole. What's it to you? I mean, am I wrong? Am I, am I taking the temperature here in a, in a different room? Am, am I overlooking this or looking too far into it, maybe? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it feels like to me. And so I've really tuned things out. I've really stopped paying attention to stuff. And that disappoints me because that's all I ever used to do is pay attention. Pay attention to everything. And now it's just like, ugh, whatever. What's the headline? Ugh, of course he did. Who did Who did that? Of course they did. Why wouldn't they do that? And it's, it's just so, uh, I'm disenfranchised, man. Disenfranchised, woman. It sucks. It really, really, really does suck. But, you know, we go through phases in America, this whole idea that it's so bad now, everything's awful. No, I mean, you're clearly not looking at a at a history book anytime recently. The 1960s, the country was on fire. I mean, fire, just in a completely different way. Certain areas of the 1980s, same way. Certain areas of the 1990s, same deal. 1940s, 1950s, it, it, you know, it's, it's cyclical. It's the best word to use when describing the United States of America and really the, the world in general, but certainly our country. Cyclical from the... From the stock market and the economy to the unrest to the uh, to the to the anger to the uh, the the enjoyment, it's all up and down peaks and valleys, and uh, we'll see what happens. But Donald Trump's going to be president again. He's going to win in two years. Beto Beto O'Rourke is is not winning anything. Uh, Joe Biden too damn late, too damn late, too too little, too late. If he would have run two years ago, we'd be talking about President Joe Biden right now. All that nonsense that uh, that Donald Trump did in late fifteen and all through sixteen would not have worked against Joe Biden because he wouldn't have had all that material. Donald Trump is a television star. He is a personality. He's not a he's not a politician. He's not an overly very intelligent man. Um, he's he's uh, a little senile and I think mentally ill, but he is an entertainer and he knows how to get his uh, his base riled up and he's going to continue to do it. And Joe's too little, too late. Joe had so much respect across the country, uh, across party lines. He would have wiped the floor with Donald Trump two years ago. It's too late now. It's too late now. 
Um, they're the, the 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 base is too strong for uh, Trump's Republican Party, and the base that's not Trump's Republican Party is so terrified of anything that's you know not some kind of their conservative values, and I hate to even use the word values, their pockets, their pocketbooks, their money, their wallet. It's all they care about. And so they will go along to get along with this uh, demagogue maniac, and he's going to win again, and we'll see what happens over the course of the next six years. But none of these super progressive women that are running are going to have any shot. I like the idea that um, that old Uncle Bernie is going to run again just to keep that message uh, at least on a burner. Might not be the front burner, but at least it's a burner. Deep down, I am a little bit of a socialist at heart, so I'd like to I'd like to see that stay out there, but he's not going to win the nomination. Uh, Joe Biden probably will win the, the nomination if he's dead set and dead serious and works a good campaign, and he might even have a pretty good run against uh, Don Trump, and it might even be as split as it was. It probably will be. I bet he could win the popular vote, but he's not. He's probably not going to win. He's not going to take back those states that the Democrats lost. You know, Ohio, uh, Michigan, more specifically, Pennsylvania, more specifically, and um, so we'll see. But Don Trump's going to be the president until however long that runs, twenty twenty four, which sucks. But hey, you know, whatever. I'm fine. You're fine. I think we'll all be fine. And I'm going to put the wraps on the show right there. So hopefully I get things put together. I get a better schedule and I get a more um, focused approach to monetizing something that I absolutely do believe has value. And it would not have any value if I didn't have any listeners. So thank you so much. If you're a new listener, thank you for finding the show. I'm glad you made it to the end. And if you're a regular, thank you uh, to the bottom of my heart. But yeah, I won't have another show until April. I might sneak one in and do one on my birthday because that is a Wednesday. And then my goal is to have it back running regularly on the 17th. Or wait, however that dates fall. Is it the 17th? Whatever. Wednesday in the middle of April. And then keep it rolling from there. And get a couple dollars moving. And if that happens, all is going to be good. Because if if this podcast never turns any kind of profit whatsoever and the overhead is nothing money in my hand is profit if uh all i'm paying for is is sweat equity and uh and my free time my disposable free time so if there's never a dollar that gets into my hand this podcast won't live it won't make it uh, because i can't stay motivated if it doesn't have any kind of return on investment so that's on me that's on me and i'm gonna work my uh, ass off to try to make it happen because i want to do it i like it it's just a lot. Uh, it's a lot to, to fit into a very small window. That's the funny thing about time. You always run out of it. We'll do it again soon. I'll be talking to you on social media, at Stone on Air on all social media. If you have not connected, I would appreciate it if you did. And that's all I got. Y'all have a great rest of the uh, month, for that matter. And I'll talk to you soon enough, and we'll get back on our regular schedule. All right? Thanks a lot. Appreciate your patience. See you. Bye. I'm so...